It's a dog cast, episode number Okay, dog fans, it is the Dogcast, episode number 150. 150! 150, old dog. Man, we should be having some kind of just wild celebration. We should have some special music or something. In fact, I do have some special music for the end of this show, but I'm going to save that. we got special show number 150 music coming up at the end of the show. Old dog number 150, dude. Wow, and here it falls in the middle of the summer. I know. Which just kind of sucks. It but anyway, I mean, wouldn't it be great, like, if this fell, if show number 150 had been the the Florida pregame show, or we got <laughs> yeah. to talk about, you know, after beating up on the Gators, or, you know, maybe before Auburn, or, you know, something along those, or yeah. maybe as we were getting on the plane, you know, dog, dog cast one, you know, to fly yeah. out to Tempe, something yes, like yes. that. But the Dog cast one, the Gulfstream... G4, made in Savannah, the Dogcast 1 that we're taking out to Tempe. But here it is, middle May of the 14th, summer. <laughs> in the middle with nothing going on. But you know what? Even with nothing going on... I mean, on, here I am. I'm, I'm excited about a new episode of Boston Legal. <laughs> I mean, that's pitiful. But, you know, old dog, we still have stuff to talk about. This show is going to be chock full of goodness, man. It is. It chock is, full of goodness. We got all kinds of things. there is so much going on. This show is going to be chalk, dude. This show is chalk. Well, I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> this show is going to be ridiculous. Okay, we're really we're dog fans. We're trying to be more like the guys on ESPN, so we've got to use the words chalk and ridiculous a lot. So let's get you this. know, and and let's put a call out. Are there any words that say some of the dog fans would like us to start use using to make them popular? <laughs> because if we start using them, everybody's going to start using them. Oh, no doubt about it. So, so what's the random word that we're just going to make up now? You know, uh, and we'll see if we've got as much horsepower as ESPN. We can just start making up, just make a word and put it into use. So, we're see if this chalk sto- chalk show started. First, let's talk about the ASU thing because we're getting a, a, we got to talk about this ASU tailgate because that's just the thing that's around the tip of my tongue. I'm calling it Dogapalooza. Old dog, the Dogapalooza is on September 19th and 20th in Tempe, Arizona. We got the plane tickets. We got the hotel. We've got the official media hotel of the Dogcast is already booked. We're going to be staying at the Hyatt. Um, I forgot what it's called. It's, it's the Hyatt. It's like a mile and a half from the stadium, a mile point three from the stadium or something. That's where we're going to be staying, old dog. And, um, you know, they still got rooms available. I don't have the phone number, but it's the Hyatt Regency, and it's like a mile and a half from the stadium. But evidently, the place and, to and party. Book it, book, it under, uh, book it under the dog cast, and they'll give you a special rate. Yeah, exactly. We've reserved a block of rooms uh, just for the dog cast nation. So, yeah, if you want to uh, book at the Hyatt, uh, make sure you tell them we sent you. But, and, 
Isn't it like if if we get ten rooms booked, we get ours for free? <laughs> no, actually, and we don't have a damn block of rooms reserved either. So no. if you if you call them and tell them the dogcast sent you, they're going to say we have no idea what you're talking about. But uh, evidently, the hotel to be at is this place called the Mission Palms, which is directly across the street from the stadium, but it's completely booked up. But I think hanging in the lobby, I think that's going to be the place to be seen. And you know to be to see and be seen is the Mission Palms. So we're thinking about hanging out in the Mission Palms. There's a couple of bars down there called the Library and Fumbles. We're thinking about hanging out at those places. If anybody from Arizona or Denver or Idaho or California has any re- recommendations on bars that we need to stay at, whether it's the Library or Fumbles or you want to do the bar in the hotel, the Mission Palms or whatever. Guys, let us know if you have any experience in Arizona State because here's here's the news, old dog. Here's the news I've got about tailgating at Arizona State. See, dog fans, we had this idea that we were going to go out there and we just want to blow them away with our tailgating quality. We want them to say, holy crap, these guys came to party. Holy crap, these guys came to play. We want to be as impressive with our drinking and our tailgating, as the dogs are going to be on the field. But there are a few impediments, old dog, a few things standing in our way. Uh, the heat. It's really hot out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the dry heat, wet heat, all that kind of crap. You can say what you want, but 115 degrees is 115 degrees, you know? Yeah, it's hot. There's no trees or grass or anything out there. They have nothing but acres of blacktop, you know? Yeah. So um, we're thinking about, <laughs> as much as it pains me to say it, we're thinking also, because we don't, we're not going to have our stuff, you're not going to really be tailgating because none of us are going to have a car, you know? I mean, none of us are going to have our grills, our, you're not going to have your regular... I'm not even going to be able to fry a turkey out there. Yeah, we're not going to have our regular tailgate stuff, so we're thinking about just taking over a downtown bar or something. Something like a Wild Wing or something like that, you know? Just setting up shop there Friday night and all day Saturday leading into kickoff. I think no, we should really put out bids, you know, to see who, what bar oh, wants yeah. to host yeah. the Dog Nation. Yeah, that's what we should do, put out bids. They, that, we're the people they want, old dog. I don't think our money, I don't think they want, need our, I don't think they want our money that bad. Oh, they they want they want that dog money. Believe me. Mm. Well, we will be ridiculous when we go out there to have our chalk tailgate. I mean, it, it's chalk. It's gonna be chalk. It's gonna be chalk. Our ridiculous tailgate is gonna be chalk, dude. But anyway, dog fans, I just want to let you know the dog of Palooza is on. Give us your ideas. If you're thinking about meeting with us, let us know. We're going to firm up the times and the location and stuff between now and game time. But we are going to be in Tempe September 19th, Friday night. We're going to have a pregame party Friday night. We're going to have a pregame tailgate on Saturday, all day Saturday. We're going to walk to the stadium and throw down on the Sun Devils. That's right. We're going to kind of have our own dog walk. We are. We're going to do our own little dog walk. And we need all our fans from that <laughs> mile and a half to line the sidewalk as Derek and I walk through. <laughs> yeah, signing autographs and all that stuff we got to do, you know, because it, it's just part of what the dog cast is all about. That's right. It's adoring the dog cast walk. That's what we're going to have. The dog cast walk, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of uh, speaking of our adoring listeners and fans, dog fans, I want you to know that we have successfully, although no one saw it except a few selected listeners, we have had our first dog cast 
TV broadcast, a live video TV show where basically it's just me and Old Dog sitting here in the bunker talking, but you can actually see us and stuff. But the cool thing about this is we are really going to be able to do something that we've talked about doing before. We can actually really do it now, which is this live on-site video. So, for instance, when we get to the place where we're going to be in Tempe on that Friday night before the Arizona State game, if you're, let's say, you know, sitting, or, sitting at home on Friday night in Winder wishing that you were in Tempe, then you can tune in to Dogcast TV channel on the internet and watch us and hear us live while we're partying out there in Arizona State. And uh, let me tell you, dog fans, that's not the kind of coverage you're going to get on any other news outlet, baby. Absolutely not. We, do you think is that going to rock or what, old dog? Oh man, it it is going to be mm. fun. Dogcast TV is a great thing. So whenever we go on the road or we do a pregame tailgate or something like that, we're going to be able to broadcast that live if you guys can't be there. So whether you're in Antarctica or Outer Mongolia or someplace more exotic like Bogart or Dacula, mm-hmm. I like to say Dacula. Do you say Dacula or Dacula? I say Dacula. Yeah, that's the right way to say it, but I just always said Dacula. Yeah, sometimes I'll even call it Dracula, you know, <laughs> know, if I've had a little too much to drink. Yeah, that's where I'm headed. But anyway, Dogcast TV is on, and we're thinking about, just to prove to you guys that we can do it, if you're interested, we're thinking about having a Dogcast TV show over the summer. Now, this would be something that has a specific time, like you would have to be in front of your computer and tune in to see it. So if anybody out there is interested in us doing something like that, say from a pregame practice in August or just when we're sitting around uh, in the bunker here in June and July, just for fun, we might do it if you guys want us to. Kind of be like Big Brother, maybe. A little bit like Big Brother, yeah, just live from the bunker, live video from the bunker here under you know, Maybe we Stadium. could bring some extra people into the bunker and then throw them out. Yeah, we could show you guys what the broadcast setup here looks like because it's, it's such a professional rig we have here in the bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, couple tin cans and some wire. And some string with a couple right. of boiled peanuts. Uh, old dog, let's talk about the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame inductions, man. I know you're really excited to talk about the College Football Hall of Fame inductions. Absolutely. I know you're I a mean, big fan of Lou Holtz going in. Well, two things there that you really need to think about. A, one, I guess maybe three. Is Lou Holtz going to remember that he's been voted in? <laughs> no, the answer is will, no. Will he be able to get there? And w- will his speech be the ever-popular Lou Holtz pep talk? <laughs> pep talk for members of the Hall of Fame. Oh. Oh, I know you love the pep talk, Someone. Man. Someone needs to die ESPN for thinking that up. <laughs> dog fans, I know. You guys want to hear some dog news. Talk well, about we... something that's ridiculous. And chalk. That is ridiculous. <laughs> dog fans, Lou Holtz is in the College Football Hall of Fame, and we just want to say congratulations, Lou. Your body of work stands alone. The one and what was it? One and twenty one out of one and twenty one over two seasons. That was huge. That the, the time when you won one game out of two seasons, that was that was a shining that moment just, in game. Well, you know, but in Lou again, history. Again, there he is at, at Carolina doing that, and we may want to take out like a little poll or something too. How how long? When will Steve Spurrier become an analyst on ESPN? 
I can tell you this. He's, if he throws another six and six this year at the Gamecocks, it's going to be sooner rather than later. Because he's one step away. You're you're a good coach. Then you kind of get mediocre. Then you go to South Carolina. Then you go to ESPN. <laughs> and believe me, ESPN is licking their chops to have Steve Spurrier on camera. They would they would give him. He'd be the next Chris Berman. They would put him on. He would be everywhere. He, they, Cause he would the be old because the old ball coach is just so oh, he's so witty. witty. He's so witty and handy with a quote. You know. They love his butt. He'd be calling tennis or something. Yeah. They would put him everywhere. They might put him with Holly Rowe doing bowling. Oh, man, how sexy would that be? A little Holly Rowe, could, a little Steve Spurrier. That's right. He could, he could call pin plays. <laughs> okay, dog fans, I know what you're thinking is, is there any dog content in this show at all? The Bulldogs are on break. You know, right now, actually, right now, as we it's speak. It's a good thing there is no dog content in, because if we're talking about players, it's because they've been arrested or they're dead. Or they've used dead people's credit cards. Or uh, they've been... Oh, oh, whoa. no, that goes on at other schools. Easy, easy. Hang on a second. We're going to get to that in just a second. Let's talk about a little dog content. Pete Prisco from CBS and Stuart Mandel from Sports Illustrated, they're two lead college sports writers for Sports Illustrated and CBS Sportsline, both unanimously have got the dogs picked as number one, consensus preseason number one. And Stuart Mandel even went so far as to say, old dog, that he has never in 10 years been more sure of his number one pick in the preseason than he is this year. He says because he's seen more content, there was more preseason coverage on ESPN and preseason football games and practices and stuff. He's never been as sure that he's got the right team at number one than he is this year in picking the Bulldogs. So, well, you know, I know you don't think it's a big – and it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal to, for me to say it and report it. Whether or not it's important, I know it's not important because the only poll that counts is the last poll. Right. But I still well, think it's along neat to those, talk about. Well, and along those lines, too, it is, as we have seen, you know, so many years, too, even though it's just somebody's opinion, you've got to be ranked up there in that top five pretty much to have a chance at the national championship, except in a year like we had last year where there were just so many crazy things right. going on. But, you know, if you start on top, it's a whole lot easier to stay there than, you know, working your way up from 12 or 10 because you just got so many teams you got to jump over. So even though I really don't put a hill of beans into what these guys think that a bunch of kids are going to do, who a lot of them haven't even been in a starting role yet, although we're a little bit different this year because we do have so many guys coming back, it is good that we're going to be number one or number two in just about every poll out there. Because if we went out, we ain't going to fall. You're right. It's, we, we Our destiny is in our own hands. You know, we can't worry about Kirk Herbstreet or Lee Corso. We don't have to worry about one of those guys taking us out, you know, right? like we did last year. We We are in control of our destiny if we start at number one or number two. And I also want to get your thoughts. Not only are they putting us at number one or number two, I want to get your thoughts, old dog, on this thing about – I don't know if you've heard this or not, but there are people out there. You know, Mel Kuyper has been promoting Matthew Stafford 
as a number one draft pick for two or three years now. Yeah. But more and more people are getting on the bandwagon. Matthew Stafford, number one overall draft pick after this upcoming season, coming out after his junior year and being the number one overall draft pick in the NFL. Also, not only are they saying that Stafford could be the number one overall pick, no Sean Moreno, first rounder next year in the NFL. What do you think about those two predictions? Well, you know, I'm glad that we're getting that kind of press and play. But and I'm not trying to go down on anybody. Well, actually, I am, but uh, not not Matthew Stafford no, no or John Moreno. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, uh, yeah, man, whoa, we gotta take a break, dog man. I mean, hold on. Did you just did you just confirm that you're not trying to go down on Matthew Stafford and no Sean or Moreno? no Sean Moreno? Oh man, forget, we haven't even got to the Arizona him. State cheerleader segment yet, old no. dog. Settle down. But Good I'll Lord. tell you this, Matthew Stafford, as good as he is, would have to show me a whole lot more than he has these last couple of years before, A, he's an NFL quarterback, and B, for he would be a first-round pick. <laughs> I mean, raw talent only gets you so much so far. And granted, he has it, you know, but it's like we've talked about before. The fact that he can throw it 8 million yards and throw it through a stadium and all of that, I mean, he's <laughs> there's things he's got to do, and I hope he does them, and I think he will. He's got to prove himself as, as a leader, and he really did do some of that as he came on last year with that. Uh, so if he, if, so you're saying if he did all that, if he came on strong and did to, show himself to, to be a to number one the, draft pick, would you consider going down on him then? No. <laughs> I would not. Dude, that, I, I'm never going to let that one go. I'm no, never going to let that is, one go. We may open the show with oh. that. But he's just, he's got a lot, he's got a lot to prove and a lot to do, and he's quite frankly got to get a lot better. Before he would be a first, before he would be the first overall draft choice. Uh, no, Sean is just exciting, but I mean the guy's only played, you know, started half a season. I know. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you, you look for great things from him, and he is so full of talent, and I really do think he is just going to run wild this year. But again. What is going to fall on those two, and I beat this same drum every show we do. I know. It's all going to depend on how good that O-line does. Because I tell you what, you can have the greatest quarterback in the world back there, and maybe we do. And you could have the greatest running back in college football, which a lot of people think we do. And if that line can't protect you and can't open holes, you just look mediocre. Uh I'm telling you, man, you're a preacher to the choir, baby. It's all about Stacey Searles and the offensive line. That's where it all starts. That is the heartbeat of our team. And if we don't have the protection, the safety for our quarterback to, to be confident and to make the throws and make the plays and the holes for our running back to, to hit, it, everything else is just conversation. Right. And and I will say this for, for Stafford this year. He's certainly got a great complement of receivers, and he's got no shot back there. So – He's got all the tools seem to be in place for mm -hmm. him to really, really shine. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully he will. 
Absolutely. I hope so, too. Sorry, I was getting a little uh, summertime drink there. I would, you know, I would love to see him, uh, you know, bring a national championship trophy back to Athens like uh, Buck Ballou did. I'm telling you. It, I'm telling you, it wouldn't hurt my – I mean, I want them both to come back. I would love to have them – I'd love to have Stafford back as a senior. But you know what? If senior can br- if Stafford can bring home the hardware, Noshawn gets a Heisman, they go out on top, you know what? Uh, I wish I'd wish them all the best and reload with Logan. We, we don't care about the Heisman. I, you're right. But I'm talking about just for just for. Uh, well, you're right. Actually, if if Noshawn won the Heisman, it'd actually be a bad thing for him. I'd I'd turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Just really. Say, look. Look. Really, we don't I don't need want it. it. Right. No, I, you, I really when, just, you, when you didn't give it to Herschel in 1980 and gave it to George Rogers, it lost all meaning whatsoever. Really, in lieu of the Heisman, I'd just like for uh, you know. Old dog to go down on me. That, that's pretty much that's pretty much what Noshawn would say. Something like that, probably. And okay. if Noshawn turns down the Heisman Trophy, I just might. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> speaking of speaking of other people getting turned down, how about this thing? You might not have seen this, or you know, dog fans. If you're not really following this, our job is to follow everything about the Bulldogs and whoever they play. How about the Arizona State cheerleaders? The entire varsity football cheerleading squad dismissed from the squad. They have no cheerleading squad. Or maybe they're going to have, I guess, new cheerleaders. But as of now, they have no cheerleaders. They dismissed the entire cheerleading squad uh, last week over a photo flap, a uh, spygate, or whatever you want to call it, where they had this little panties and bra shot or whatever of the cheerleading squad. The uh, They fired the entire uh, cheerleading squad. Pretty pretty tight standards out there, huh, old dog? It it seems to be because I mean it didn't you know they had the the picture up there and you know it didn't seem all that racy. I mean you can see that on the covers of magazines. Yeah, but I think it all falls into our season of destiny. You know, to to use a phrase from our Gamecock friends, um, because every year is the season of destiny for the Gamecocks. Hopefully, you know, with Paralu being gone down there at um, LSU. Yeah, now, what an idiot. Now the ASU cheerleaders are gone. I'm telling you, every every opponent we have, one by Just one, they're, they're being weakened, weakened in the face of our onslaught, on the face of our Bulldogs coming to town. I'm telling you, it's a season of destiny, dog fans. No uh, doubt about it. Arizona State cheerleaders set down. Okay, now it's time to get serious, old dog. We need to move on to another more serious topic. Uh, something that affects us all, you know, if it doesn't affect us directly, it's affected someone that you know or love. In almost all cases, everyone knows somebody that's been affected by a disease or cancer, that has spent some time in a hospital somewhere. And, dog fans, I want you to know that if you ever get in a position where you're have to be in a hospital, or maybe you have cancer, or you need to go under the knife, or who knows what, kidney Leprosy, transplant, any kind of incurable, Leprosy, incurable kidney disease. transplant, whatever. I want you to know, dog fans, Dr. Tebow is on the case. Old dog, have you seen these pictures of Dr. Tebow down in Honduras or wherever the hell he was operating on kids now? Is there anything that man cannot do? No, there's nothing. Now, is he, he operating do. on some of the orphans that his parents own? I think so. I think it's an effort to cut cost. It could be. But are they flying the Filipino orphans to Honduras? 
<laughs> I have no idea. All I know is we got a picture, and I'm going to put it on the website. We have a picture of Tim Tebow on his spring break, because, you know, he never parties or goes out on spring break. He only works for the good of mankind at all times. As he does all, I mean, he's he's Batman Superman put together. 24-7, working for the good of all mankind. He takes his spring break and goes and operates, because he is a highly qualified medical professional, he operates on orphans, touches their leprosy, cures them of cancer, doing it all for you, dog fans. Tim Tebow, Dr. Tebow. You know, in, in the Batman movies and stuff, they have that light that they shine up when they need Batman. <laughs> do you think down in Gainesville they have the Tebow light? They do. I you think know, it's that, a that when, when a, a miracle gator. is needed or, you know, when just it's utter despair that they shine that up and he sees it and he comes riding into the rescue. Yeah, it's like two T's. They're like kind of like joined together, you know, like I'm telling you, we need to make a two T logo. The Tim Tebow logo, like the Tim Tebow superhero 2T Searchlight logo. I mean, nothing. Nothing that guy can't do. Nothing. Tears cure cancer. I mean, you know, really. I mean, there's nothing he can't do. Except, well, except, except win the big the, one. Except beat the Bulldogs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or evade a single sack. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you this, dog fans. Dr. Tebow, that kid is amazing. He is amazing. But apparently not amazing enough to stop his teammates from being shot. You know, even though Tim Tebow can dodge bullets, can stop a speeding bullet, evidently he was not on the scene when um, one of his p- fellow players was shot earlier this week. Let's, old dog, let's talk for a second about the Florida program. I've got a theory about this Florida program. I know you and I have talked about it. But, you know, in the past two weeks, you've got a Florida player down there uh, using dead people's credit cards to buy stuff. You've got one guy, you know, getting shot in the parking lot of his apartment. Old dog, how long is it going to be before Urban Meyer completely – I'm telling you this. Urban Meyer is going to lose control of that program in the same way that I like to th- – I mean, I don't like to think of it. The same way that you got Florida State, the way that Bulldogs kind of were. You know, with Bulldogs had some dark days there under Jim Donnan where we yeah. were kind of running wild, you know? Well, and, and I tell you what it kind of reminds me of a little bit is the uh, the Hurricanes under Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just you know, kind of, kind of out of, out of control. They, Renegades, victims of their own success. I mean, they're winning. You know, they won the big one. They brought the hardware home. But uh, you know, I'm telling you, I, I'm seeing the writing on the wall down there. Urban Meyer does not have control of those freaking wild animals he's got no. down there, except for Tebow, of course, who doesn't need any controlling, right? Because he's always good at all he's times. He's like the master of a three ring circus. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I'm telling you, man, things are not good for things are not good for Florida, and their defense is awful. And uh, you know they're picked third in the East this year. They finished eight and four, nine and four, something like that. Um, they're well, a whole lot less think, scary than they used to be, buddy. I'll tell you that. No, and I think more and more people are going to catch it on, and I think we started the trend. I mean, if you stop, if you don't treat Tebow as a quarterback and you treat him as an additional running back that may be able to throw a decent ball, then you've you've got him nailed. 
I mean, if you can stop him from that little shoulder fake that he does, thinking he's going to do something other than run to the left, mm-hmm. you know, once you knock him a little bit, that that he's he's done. Exactly. I mean, the bottom line is, if you put a spy on him, a fast defensive end or a big linebacker, a fast linebacker, and say, hit this guy, hit number seven on every single play, whether he has the ball or not, hit him, hit him immediately, hit him on every play, whether he has the ball or not, I'm telling you, they're a whole. They get a whole lot less scary down there in Gatortown because they don't have oh, a yeah. running back, they don't have any defense, they got nothing but one kid who runs right. to the left on every play. And and speaking of you know these guys, pros and stuff, you know predicting stuff, they're trying to promote all these polls and all this stuff. You know, like who'll be the better pro quarterback, Matthew Stafford or Tim Tebow? Well, it's obvious. Even even if Matthew Stafford is a mediocre NFL quarterback, he will be an NFL quarterback. Tim Tebow's got no chance. He's got no chance of playing I mean, in the NFL for any team. No. Because I mean, he, he is a unique, or was, he was an oddity right. at quarterback with what he could do. But once people catch on to the fact that, hey, this kid's going to run, and he's big, and he can run over people. You know, once you stop him, that's it. He's He can't throw the ball all that well. I mean, it's just, you know, it's ridiculous. Yes, to it, think it's, that it's he, ridiculous. It is. <laughs> to think that he will ever don an NFL jersey. <laughs> I hear you, man. I tell you what, it... um. It it is it like you said it's ridiculous and the novelty is wearing off really quick. Yeah. Uh, and you know he's just not he's just not what everybody thinks he is. He's just not all that. And his co- his fellow players are certainly not all that. They're catching bullets and catching charges down there. Yeah. I Wheels mean, it's, coming. It's off. a it's it's a program spinning in a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a few more things to cover here, old dog. Uh, I want to give a little shout-out to our boys. You know, sports that we really don't even care about at the University of Georgia, and still we dominate them. Sports we could care less about. But I want to give a shout-out to our boys on the men's baseball team and, as we've already said, the men's basketball team. SEC champions in baseball and basketball, two sports that we could care crap about. You know, how do you think that makes the Gamecocks? And, like, you know, the Gamecocks have a pretty good, I I think, so I've been told, they have a pretty good uh, baseball program. And then, of course, you've got... they, They certainly think they do. And yeah, and then you've got these basketball programs. You know, this, you've got the perennial basketball programs like Kentucky, and then you got these young upstarts like Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi State. We could care two craps about basketball, yeah. and still, we got the SEC championship. You know, yes, got to that's got to chap somebody's ass. You know, you know it I, does. Well, it, well, you know it does. <laughs> I mean, we had a team that won as many SEC games in the tournament as they did the entire season. Exactly. When the money's on the line, the dogs come up big, dude. I mean, talk about ridiculous. That was that was chalk, man. It was, no, no, that was not chalk. That was actually really ridiculous. That was anti-chalk. <laughs> dog fans, I smell a dynasty. I tell you, you know, I tell you, old dog, do you want to give any credit to Damon Evans? 
I mean, Damon Evans is having a, whether it's him doing oh, something he's, or he's just hellaciously lucky. Damon Evans is getting it done as an athletic director, man. I mean, yeah, we are getting yeah. it done. Gymnastics and basketball and tennis and golf, baseball. Yeah. We are we have got it going in, at Georgia right now. We are. This is this is great. It's great well, to be know, a Georgia Bulldog fan. Athens has been the place to be since 2000 BC. You got that right, buddy. So. Um, that brings me to pretty much the last thing I've got to talk about, old dog. I've got to issue a clarification, a retraction, if you will. I've been told it's a retraction, a clarification, an understanding. Um, and actually, also, I'm going to offer up some rules because I follow these rules. I live by these rules. And in fact, old dog, as you know, I did miss, I did misspeak in an earlier show. When we were talking about tailgating at Arizona State, I mentioned that we might bring along two handles of Crown Royal. Now, I want to be clear. Uh, I really actually do not drink Crown Royal. I don't know what I was thinking when I said Crown Royal, and I want to apologize to the Dog Nation for having even... Have you think for a minute that I might actually drink a Canadian whiskey? A blend. I know, not just a Canadian whiskey. Not even whiskey, a real whiskey. Just a blended Canadian whiskey. Can you even use the words blended and Canadian and whiskey in the same sentence? I'm not sure. But I want you all to know, without a doubt, that I am a bourbon man. I am a brown liquor fan from the old days. And henceforth, I want to issue the Dogcast rules on liquor. Because liquor is something that's near and dear to the dog cast heart. So, we don't drink, rule number one, we do not drink Tennessee whiskey. And you know who you are if you're a Tennessee whiskey. We do not drink Tennessee whiskey at any tailgate pre-game to the ten- during the week of the Tennessee game. No Tennessee whiskeys during the week of the University of Tennessee, University of Georgia football game. Rule number two, no Kentucky whiskeys. The week of the University of Kentucky. You can go ahead and call game. it bourbon. Yeah, I could call it bourbon. You're right. Because everybody knows that real bourbon has to come from Kentucky. That by law. By law, exactly. So we don't drink any bourbon during the week of the Kentucky game. And under no circumstances ever do we sully our bodies. The body is the temple, old dog. We never sully our bodies ever during any week with any Canadian whiskey, and certainly no blended whiskeys ever. Whether it's Canadian Hunter, Canadian Misk, anything with a Seagram in the front of it, or Crown Royal, we just don't drink anything Canadian on the dog cast. So, there you have it. Three rules to live by, and I'm sorry that I even mentioned Crown Royal. I don't know what game It, it was me. just one of those things you were stumbling for, for liquor, and it was the first... I know. Thing that came to your mind. I had a little Canuck fever there or something. I don't know what happened to me. I don't know me. what it was. You, you could have looked down on that little uh, purple velvet bag that has Crown Royal that you carry your pennies in. Well, yeah. Actually, my youngest my youngest son uses uses a bag like that for pajamas. But, you know, I um, I, I, I drink the Bullet. <laughs> I drink Bullet Bourbon, uh, you know, uh, the Booker's, uh, Knob Creek. Uh, I love Knob Creek, by the way. Woodford Reserve, those are good. The Jim Beams and stuff yeah, like Woodford that. Woodford Reserve is, is spectacular. Uh, Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve and Knob Creek are probably my two favorites. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
we're we're no we're no lovers of the Canadian blends here at the Dogcast. So, um, like I said, the best use for Crown Royal is to make clothing out of it for your small children. So, there you go, dog fans. That's it. That's going to wrap up show number 150. Thanks for listening. Uh, as usual, you guys email us at dogcast at gmail.com. It's a long summer, and we're looking forward to hearing from you. you we can need call ideas. Us, yeah, call us at 706-534-1516. That rings the bat phone right here in the bunker. We'll take your messages. We'll put you on the air. And um, let us know if you'd like for us to do a live Dogcast TV show over the summer because, you know, that is a by-appointment kind of thing. And I know you slackers are used to just getting this show whenever it shows up in your iTunes box, and you can't actually do that with a live TV show. So if you're interested, let me know. If not, we'll just save it. We're going to save it for yeah. our road tailgates like the South Carolina the game. Dogpalooza. Yeah, Dogapalooza. Well, we've also we're going to roll out Dogcast TV for the South Carolina game too. When we're That'll over there, awesome. we're hanging with the ass kicking chicken and yeah. uh, Lum Purvis and those guys. We're going to get it done in Williams Bryce. Then we're going to travel to Tempe. You know, we're going to do a lot of Dogcast TV pregame shows, tailgates this year. So, because we know that you guys, some of you guys, the guys in Vermont, the guys in Australia, the guys Antarctica. in Kansas, Antarctica, China, we know you guys are out there. We know you're listening, and we know you miss your hometown. So we're going to bring you both road games and home games. We're going to let you know what it feels like to be here in Athens, because you ain't never going to see that. Well, unless Todd Blackledge goes to the grill to get some French fries or something, you're uh, not ever going to see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, they, they Todd, need to lose. taste of the town. They need to lose that segment, too. I know, I know. Old dog, take us out of here, man. That's going to wrap this show. Man, show 150, who would have ever thought it would have gone this far? 150 shows, I know. That's it, man. Dog fans, thanks. And Jeff, thanks for the rules, the bourbon rules. Sorry that we, I screwed that up. We appreciate that up. it, and we love our listeners. Exactly. Dogs, thanks, dog fans. We're out. Hey, guys, this is uh, John from Powder Springs, and uh, isn't it great to be a Florida Gator? I just uh, read in the news uh, today where one of the uh, defensive linemen uh, got shot uh, with a with a rifle of some sort, and earlier a player uh, was attempting to use a dead woman's credit card. Uh, really great program they got there down in Gainesville. One thing it's obvious they don't have enough mopeds down in Gainesville. That's just obvious. Uh, number one, uh, because if so, they would find a much better use of their time um, getting arrested uh, on the mopeds rather than uh, doing what they're doing, which seems to be much worse. Uh, and apparently there seems to be a lack of alcohol down in Gainesville as well because I haven't heard a single time where a college student was walking down the street uh, holding a beer, uh, both of which you know are just uh, horrible offenses. And uh, so it's obvious that Gainesville is lacking mopeds and, and alcohol because now they're having to resort to using dead women's credit cards and, and uh, getting shot uh, doing Lord knows what. Uh, anyway, just wanted to uh, give you a call and sing the praises of that wonderful Gator program down in uh, Gainesville. Uh, hope things are going well. And uh, this is John from Powder Springs. Hey, Derek O'Dog. This is Ryan Owandi. I uh, just want to make a comment about uh, this book that Herschel Walker came out with. Um, talking about how he has split personality disorder. Uh, 
you know, really the only three personalities that I really worried about with Herschel was one personality number one is Herschel right, personality number two is Herschel left, and personality number three is Herschel up the middle. So, uh, you know, those, those, I could just name three of them right there for him. But um, I don't know if y'all could come up with any more. But uh, anyway, guys, just want to say a great show. I love listening to what y'all got to say about the dogs. Real enthusiastic. Looking forward to this season. And I uh, want to give a shout-out uh say go, go dogs. Let's get together. 